0: Hey guys, Andrew here. Just a quick couple of notes before we get to today's episode of After These Messages. By the way, it just occurred to me, with this music and me breaking format like this, you might be worried that I'm about to ask you for money. I am not going to ask you for money. This is not a fundraising message of any kind. There, that's item number one. Item number two. The episode you're about to hear is the one that we recorded live on stage at Ace Comic-Con here in Seattle a few weeks ago with our friends, The Northwest Nerd Podcast. You'll hear uh, from Nick Jarn and Dyer Oxley. All four of us were on stage doing this. And also on stage with us were two big TV sets or monitors so the audience could see the commercials we were talking about. Normally, when Genevieve and I are recording this show in the studio, we try to be as meticulous as possible. When it comes to describing what we're seeing on the screen, so you can come along with us. I got to say, because these screens were on the stage and we were broadcasting to the audience in front of us, we emphasize that a little bit less this week. Um, I think I've listened back, and I think you'll be able to follow along just fine regardless. But if you do want to see these commercials, Genevieve wants me to remind you that, of course, she is posting them. In our Facebook group Just look for after these messages show On Facebook and you'll find it there And you can watch all of these things Um, And I guess the third Note here is that There is a lot of nudity In today's episode so if you're listening with Sorry you know what that is a note from My other podcast TBTL You can ignore that Uh, This is safe for everybody of all ages Please enjoy it
1: We'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. <laughs> Are you in good hands? <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsors.
0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a special live edition of After These Messages here at the Ace Comic Con in Seattle, Washington. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about good ones talk about bad ones, and we talk about ones where people say weird shit, like this. My barbecue nights used to turn into a toilet nightmare, but with the pushover plunge, my toilet troubles are gone. Uh, My name is Andrew Walsh, my toilet troubles are gone. Uh, (laughs) Sitting here to my right is uh, my co-host Genevieve Haz. Hey Genevieve.
2: Hi Andrew, hi everybody.
0: We are excited to be here on the podcast stage. Thanks to the folks at Ace for asking us to be here today. And again, we are teaming up with our good friends at the Northwest Nerd Podcast today. Let me introduce you to them. We have Nick Jarin and Dyer Oxley here at the end of the table. Identify yourself, boys.
1: Uh, I am Nick Jarin. I am identified as Dyer Oxley and uh, here's a a quick explainer on
0: how this works Genevieve and I co-host this podcast again it's called After These Messages and uh, it's a weekly podcast every week we dissect TV commercials and today we decided to take a look at commercials that are kind of rooted in nerd culture right Veeves?
2: that's right it seemed uh, completely appropriate
0: Nick and Dyer I'll let you guys explain what you do over on Northwest Nerd what's your whole deal?
3: Yeah, we are a magazine-style podcast, so we have different segments, we do a lot of original reporting, we cover pop culture, science, and technology with a Pacific Northwest focus, because we all know that there are a ton of nerdy podcasts out there, but not nearly enough of them are doing actual reporting and talking about this wonderful region full of very nerdy people.
0: Wow, did you just take a shot at other podcasts? Yeah, that's do it all the time. Be, that's, that's a record. That was fast. Um, Genevieve and Dyer, you guys have been collecting some of these commercials from over the years that are pretty nerdy in some way or another. And Dyer, you've created a quiz for us too, right?
1: I have basically woven together our niches into a quiz that will cross over between both podcasts that will either be amazingly entertaining or will crash and burn and be very embarrassing, which both have happened on our podcast. <laughs> both are very entertaining.
0: Crashing and burning is not the yeah, worst right. thing to happen sometimes in a situation like this. So, all right, thanks, guys. Let's get into this. Spiders made, spiders made. Alright, let's start with Spider-Man since we have the perfect theme song for it anyway. Thank you to the Ramones for not suing us. Uh, Genevieve, what is this first commercial we have uh, set up here?
2: This is for something called Chef Boyardee Spider-Man Pasta. Um, and I think it's just a good place to get us started the superheroes like uh, Spider-Man there is no product for which they will not take money to advertise and I think this one uh, will take you back to the 80s if you are old like we are
0: something new is shaking from Chef Boyardee and kids everywhere are getting into it new Spider-Man pasta whoa
3: come on let's show Mysterio the ropes kids. hello looks like he'll be
0: Totally webbed out Spider Man shape smothered in secret sauce. New Spider Man pasta from Chef Boy RD. So hot, it's practically radioactive. Thank <laughs> goodness for Chef Boy RD. I don't know if advertising your food as radioactive is necessarily what the best was I approach.
2: thinking with that tagline, so hot, it's practically radioactive. I
3: mean, best case scenario, rather than getting bit by a radioactive spider, you eat radioactive pasta and get right. pasta
2: powers? What is a pasta power? It's
3: soft when wet. <laughs>
2: i w- al dente man.
3: <laughs> By the way... More than three minutes and you're useless.
0: Is this, um, <laughs> this is really showing how ill-suited I am for this kind of event. I didn't even know about this Spider-Man nemesis until I saw this commercial. Literally, Chef Boyardee introduced me to, what is it, Mysterioso? Mysterio. Mysterio. Mysterio.
1: So this is good for you because this uh, character is going to come out in the next Spider-Man film coming out ju- July, this next month. So I think like next you week. are now prepared... Well, could you prepare me more?
3: Mysterio has one of my favorite backstories. Uh, A lot of Spider-Man villains have really weird backstories, but Mysterio in particular is a failed actor from the future (laughs) who is good at using special effects, so he decided, you know what I'll do, since I'm frustrated in my career? I'll go to the past and scare people with my special effects that look super real cuz I'm from the future and commit crimes. What
0: what part of the real world does he come back to? So he he's in the future then he comes back to like our time 2019.
3: He yes. comes back to like originally I think like 1964. Because yeah. he figured, great time in America. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, you
0: know, where were we in Mad Men at that point?
3: <laughs> oh, God.
0: <laughs> he comes back in time. He decides he's going to get into the advertising business. Yeah. Um, so where is he going to be showing up
1: in the new Spider-Man movies, the one
3: that takes place in Europe or whatever? Yeah, far yeah, from Spider-Man, home. Far from Home, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes,
1: and it's, it's a little bit confusing because right now in the trailers it looks like they are buddy-buddy and helping each other out and fighting together, but Mysterio is generally a villain. He's generally kind of a trickster of sorts, so uh, I don't know. There's a lot of speculation exactly what that storyline's going to
3: be. It fits be. with the comics where originally uh, he came into the comics and framed Spider-Man for a bank robbery and tried to present himself as the hero, and then that failed because yeah, I mean, we know him as a villain now.
2: Are his, are his storylines typically pasta-driven?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but maybe one should be. Also, I didn't realize that Chef Boyardee bills their red sauce as special sauce. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that, isn't that a McDonald's
2: thing? It's practically radioactive. It's everybody's.
3: <laughs> exactly. Should we move, I think
0: we're going to come back to the Marvel universe and maybe even the pasta universe later, but uh, for
3: now, should we move into Star Trek? I just have go. one more lingering question, and it's that right. this kid goes into the can. Right. Okay, uh-huh. I can take that leap of faith. But then he shoots like a ball out of his spoon at Mysterio, and that part, I didn't understand what that was. It was a magic spoon. We're going to need you to
1: take a leap that's, of faith on this one. That's the powers you get after eating the radioactive pasta. <laughs>
2: You're able to like, have a food fight.
1: Right. By the way,
0: I would 100%, if it wasn't for some sort of shame holding me back, I would always buy pasta in funny fun shapes. I, I feel like I've gotten to an age where that's not socially acceptable to come home with like wagon wheels, <laughs> but I would if I lived alone.
2: Wagon wheel is the most fun shape you can think of. Well, so, that's circle.
0: available in my local grocer right now, I think. Okay. This is yeah. a commercial
1: saying, like, from the 80s, but if you went to my kitchen right now, I found at a store it was all the Avengers Campbell's pasta, so I have Spider-Man, I have Miles Morales. I have Iron Man. Who
0: was the middle one?
1: Uh, Where was I? Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Oh, I don't know who that middle guy is. He's Uh, another uh, Spider-Man. He's another Spider-Man. Okay.
0: Oh,
3: there's Uh, so many (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Men. You got to watch the one with Miles Morales in it because there's like eight more Spider-Men. Okay. All right. Should we move on to
2: uh, Star Trek then? Let's get to some Trek. That's that's my wheelhouse. Yes. This is for Hallmark and it stars Leonard Nimoy. Excuse
1: me. I'm interested in the new collector's ornament from Hallmark
2: the shuttlecraft galileo from the starship enterprise precisely you know it lights up when you plug it in and listen
1: shuttlecraft to enterprise spock here happy holidays live long (laughs) and prosper fascinating
3: for a store in your sector now carrying the star
0: trek ornament call 1-800 hallmark
2: live long and prosper right
0: no
1: i'll take five
2: (laughs) can i just say we saw this commercial yesterday And I got so excited that I went to eBay, and for $9, I have one of these Hallmark ornaments being shipped to me right now. It was only nine dollars. Yes, they are. D- they are all over eBay. You can you can get them for nothing.
0: Homework you know, I was really so surprised. Many these. I thought it was going to be like, oh, I'll bet you you can buy one for two hundred and fifty dollars. And then when it was nine dollars, I was like, well, we can't afford not to buy it. Exactly. I we'll Get five.
1: Yes. Let me see if I get this straight. This is a ornament that you plug in. This is not battery powered.
2: I I'm I'm unclear. It's really it's really one of those ones
3: that like you plug it into the string light. You take out one of the lights.
0: I you think it, in I the- think that's oh. what happens.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh,
1: okay. So that's the shuttlecraft
0: Galileo, Vives. Is that? Do you know where that fits in canon?
2: You know, I have to admit, I am more of a TNG uh, mm-hmm. loyalist, so I'm not as familiar with the original series. I do Picard. love Leonard Nimoy, though. And Picard
1: lo- is my captain, so yes. I can I can, ex- <laughs> I can explain this. But uh, in the original series, all the uh, all the uh, shuttles essentially have their own little subnames, but they will be numbered under the actual ship so 1701 and then i forget what galileo was but galileo is one of the shuttles that comes out of the enterprise in the original series and then they had a whole bunch of other ones in uh in star trek's next generation or like in ds9 where you have <laughs> the defiant which is its own ship assigned to the station if you followed me along with any of that
0: but <laughs> so these are the little guys i to say that i yeah. did follow that
1: okay <laughs> So you're
0: on a big ship, but then you need to send just a few people like right. down to a planet somewhere, right? So they can make out with the aliens, exactly. And they need to get on the shuttlecraft when, Galileo. When
1: the uh, transporter is down,
0: okay, they blew a fuse. Yeah, or right, right. Yeah. I actually like the looks of this thing a great deal. Like, yeah, I'm excited design-wise. to get it. All right, let's stick with Star Trek here for a second. This is for MCI, which. Probably 90% of the people at this uh, at this event are too young to even know what MCI is. It I didn't a, know what it was. Yeah, it's a phone carrier. <laughs> I think, do we get into some more like 1-800-collect stuff later? Did we scratch that from I, our list? I
2: think we scratched it. But there was a period in American history uh, for the younger people in the audience when it was very hard to make long-distance phone calls, and there were... Uh, Any number of workarounds that your dad was always sending you, like, use this 15-digit code to call mom and me at home, and it'll only be a a penny for a minute. And you Uh, can only call, though, during
0: certain times, Yeah, but you can only call
2: between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., so, you know.
0: It was pre-Framley plan, I believe. (laughs) Um, All right, so this is for MCI, and this stars
3: the Star Trek cast,
0: right? Yeah, pretty much
3: this is Anna with MCI. She recently started a great friends and family calling circle.
2: A group of friends that wanted to get back in touch. I believe I actually
1: said we should resume communicating. So Anna called and I signed up. And Chris called me. I thought if anybody belongs in friends and family, it's us. I used
3: to get tired of staring at those faces. Now I
2: kind of miss them. I joined to save the 20% because when I call him, I end up talking to an answering machine, which is more interesting than he is. I'm usually home. I'm just selective about the calls I take. <laughs> when they were forming the circle. They obviously save the best for Lance.
1: Oh, that's why she called me next. Who is that? How do you get in here? There seems to be some error. I believe
0: you were in the wrong circle.
3: Colin starts saving an extra 20% on
2: calls to your own friends and family. I'm a little, co-
0: I'm a little confused why there's a huge room full of people no. at the end who what are, are applauding a- this, this uh, party line.
2: Yeah, what? Sh- I guess they're just all, like everyone at MCI who was like a big Star Trek fan was like yeah I gotta be there for this right. I, I think, gotta right. see this that's, group call
1: that's how phones used to work they used to have these giant rooms that would <laughs> put all of our phones lines together and then listen into to what we were saying
2: oh yeah okay, it was just right. a
1: modern version of that like an entire NASA control room Essentially, just so that NASA. you can talk exactly to
0: your four friends like, is this a shuttle launch or is right. it a phone call now is there an, a, an equivalent of that these days where people like get on a, a like a party line together and does anybody want to do that like Wait, i've so never done then, that like, except clara- for
3: business i guess clarify something for me because it, this was slightly before my time a party line is like one number that you call and like whoever answers it answers it Oh, no, but that would be awesome. I think it's just a way to, like, talk to all of your friends.
0: You know, like, you're in high school, and you want to talk to your friend Tony, but then you're like, hey, let's bring Tim in on this. I had two friends. Their names were Tim and Tony, so I'm out of examples now. But you could just, like, you know, kick back for an evening and just get all of your friends on the line together.
3: Yeah. Had
1: they just free. call your
3: phone, right? What's that? They just call your phone at
0: home? Yeah, but then somehow you'd conference everybody in essentially.
1: Okay. This is like a precursor to when you get like a family plan with your cell phones. Like everybody gets on one account together. You get like five phones, five lines, and you all are bundled up together. This is kind of like that, only you weren't charged extra if you're going to call after 11 p.m. at night. And you can have a party together. And you can have a party together.
2: Let me ask you a question about this particular party line. Do you believe for a second that the real cast of star trek like likes to kick it and talk to each other all the time.
1: <laughs> yes, but without Shatner. <laughs> I was going to say the
0: exact same thing. Still my yeah. job. Shatner's not at this one, right?
2: <laughs> no, he's, he's not at this con. Oh, he's not at this con. Right. No, yeah.
0: I I think so. We're safe. Okay. <laughs> it's Jeremy Renner. Nobody making a Jeremy Renner. Jeremy, joke. if you can hear me, come over <laughs> to this stage.
2: <laughs> Jeremy, follow the sound of my voice.
0: We'll we want to know what stage. you know about Star Trek. Um, actually, do, should we jump back now to the Marvel universe with yeah. the invoking? of of Renner. Uh, The next one, I think, is a new one. Instead of a 1980s Spider-Man, this is uh, the Geico Gecko getting in on some Thanos action, right, Veeves?
2: That's right. Um, If the awesome powers of the gauntlet were bestowed on the tiny gecko, what would happen? This commercial dares to ask.
3: What if I wielded the power of the Infinity Gauntlet? I could bend reality to my will with a snap of my fingers! You just saved money with Geico.
2: I saved hundreds of dollars. Nice.
3: that is a lot
2: of money. The power is exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, I
1: just got something in my throat. Yeah. Marvel Studios. Are-
0: Can I just say that the? Uh, I'm sorry. Were you about to say something, Veeves? I cut you off. Yep. No. Um, the. I love the premise of this. The idea of you like I snap my fingers, everybody gets the good insurance, but then it fizzles out as a commercial. It's just like I feel like they could have made another. Marvel universe joke at the it end. One of just more like, joke. There is one more joke, and no, I, I said cut it, it off. One it needs more joke, one more yeah. no- joke, right? I now, feel- can I put you on the spot, Nick? Can you come up with a better ending for this on the fly, Ooh. using your your knowledge uh, of the vast Marvel Marvel universe?
3: Yeah, he uh, he realizes that Tony Stark is there, and he's the one actually wearing the glove. Oh, good. Slight spoiler for everybody.
2: <laughs> what if every progressive customer suddenly disappeared? <laughs> Actually, That's, okay. So that would be great. That would be a good. <laughs> I was actually
1: left with more questions than I felt like I uh-huh. had answers after this commercial. One: Why is there a guy trapped in a freezer? Oh and that yeah, was his what, what, what in is the he montage. doing back there? I didn't know if this was like a mob thing or if like <laughs> he was just actually trapped and for some reason his friend didn't get the. I message.
2: thought he was like a guy who worked in a meat locker. Right. Which,
3: which he was I don't know what there.
2: job that is. But I just
3: it, figured it was some food server who was just hiding in the walk-in because he
1: doesn't want to interact with the people <laughs> at the table. If you have the glove, second of all, if you have the glove, how about no accidents? Like, you're an insurance We're company.
2: totally right. That's I was thinking about point.
1: that, too, because this is a super low bar for, like, he can do anything. He's yeah. going to save
3: people up to 15% on their car insurance. But actually, it might be kind of wise, because it's not going to shake up the entire universe if he does that, right? He's yeah. kind of like, I'm going to save people enough money that like, it yeah. affects their quality of life, maybe. Things are a little bit better for Geico customers. However, I haven't changed everything about the universe, nope. and superheroes aren't going to come and reckon with me after. No
2: one talks about how the gauntlet would have been much better used to have small, achievable goals.
1: Flying cars, right. You need, you need little wins.
2: So wins. Yes. <laughs> Plus, that, that, was the, that was this mistake And if they really made was thinking too big
1: if they made all
0: the accidents disappear, that would be really bad news for Geico and Progressive and every insurance company.
2: Because then no one would need insurance? Nobody
3: would need insurance.
0: Yeah.
2: Which is what's so weird about this. Like,
3: why didn't they pick something else from the Avengers universe to riff on? They clearly didn't have a great idea for it anyway because there's no like finisher joke at the end. Why even go with the Infinity Gauntlet? So
1: you're more offended that they picked the darkest aspect as a device for, you know, we're to pick the tool that used, was used to end the universe, like half the universe. Instead, maybe you would have gone with, I don't know. Iron Man cars or something like that? Yeah, or? just Iron Man cars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go on a bit here and idea, say it Iron probably Man had something cars. to do
0: with money
3: and connecting themselves to one of the yeah. biggest blockbusters. Yeah, or like he snaps his fingers, and I'm just going to go back to Tony Stark. Tony Stark loses all of his money, and that's what saves everybody 15% on their car insurance. Oh, wow. A redistribution of right. wealth? That's just philanthropy, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, this next commercial we have on our list honestly confused me. I kept watching it. I had so many gripes with it, but it turns out I didn't understand it at all. Yeah, you, were missing the, to,
2: you did not know what the plot of this 30-second movie was, was about.
0: Genevieve had to explain it to me. She tucked me in to bed at night. So um, can we play it? This is for Shadow of War, which I guess I was already a little bit lost there. That's a video game, right? That's true. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm totally qualified it's to do the, this. From uh, the
3: the Lord of the Rings expanded universe. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> 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 Eat it, Harry. Eat it, Harry.
2: Shadow of war, nothing will be forgotten. All
0: right, so my ignorant take on this commercial on Xbox one. was that it made no sense. Why would all of these people's names be Jerry? <laughs> it You're turns like, is, out I didn't get it. Why is he it? old
3: in one iteration? He's like right. wearing old man makeup. Genevieve, tell us sassy. the story I'm of this
0: commercial. I'm happy to tell
2: you all the story of this commercial, which is that it is moving backwards in time. The I don't know what that creature is. I called it an orc. If it's not an orc, I apologize. It's an orc. Um, but the orc is like saying, eat it, Jerry, to an old, a very old man at the, where he like sets his like little rascal on fire. Then a slightly younger version of that same man earlier in his life. Eat it, Jerry, when he throws the thing at the boat. Then eat it, Jerry, uh, when he's a young man. And then we see what kicked all of this off decades prior was that Jerry said, eat it, noog. Or whatever that orc's Heated name orc. was.
3: You know what? I thought I got this commercial. I did not understand was, the backwards it's, timeline. It's
2: backwards uh-huh. timeline.
3: That makes me feel better. Dyer, did it's
0: you
2: pretty understand this commercial? I it love it a good sophisticated ad. It took me
1: three views to understand it eventually <laughs> when I realized they were using the same actor in different makeup yeah. throughout. I, I'm not a fan of this commercial. I feel like I had to expend too many um, brain cells to actually get through it and to understand. I.
2: Here's here. Let me let me give you a counter argument for why this is a really good ad. So many of us watch ads now uh, only through things like Hulu or you know service or like on YouTube, and we're only seeing things that are being sort of served to us sometimes like the same ad over and over again, like because that's the one that's on the platform that you're using. I actually think that, and it drives people insane to see the same stupid ad. 50 times by the by the 50th time you hate the product even if you didn't start hating it i think it's smart to have an ad that is so complex and narratively uh sort of convoluted that you actually do have to watch it a couple of times to even understand the story and that you can have kind of a revelation about it i think it keeps it keeps it interesting
1: i felt like i would have i I would have felt better if at the end of this there was like a moral to the story like be nice, you know, maybe you should be more polite. Because that's be what sells video games. On the, you know, maybe we can, we can like
2: develop polite a, a nicer gamer
1: culture, or something like that. That would be nice, but
3: I, what this thing made me do was just Google afterwards, like, what about this game is, is, is what, what are they trying to show me here? And apparently for Shadow of War, which I own, but I have not gotten past the tutorial, uh, Wait, you owned it and you yeah, didn't know I own, it? I own this game and I didn't even know this about it. How many video games do you have? I mean, apparently too many because I haven't wow. played Wow. <laughs> Can I come over and play video games? Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, but so they have this uh, mechanic in this game where each of the orcs is individually named and they actually have a memory and that's why he's able to say eat it, Jerry, later on because he remembers seeing you before. But nothing is forgotten away, is yeah, real. Nothing is forgotten. The cool. orcs remember your interactions
1: with them. This is super niche.
0: That's really super cool, niche. actually. That makes me like this commercial a lot more. Not that it's just some clever thing, but it's actually advertising a very specific and unique part of the game, part of the game that they're selling. That's pretty good. Um, all right, let's go back to 1984, if you guys will allow it. Do we have anything else to say we'll on this? allow it. All right. Were you born in 1984? <laughs> I just got some applause f- for 1984, so I wasn't sure exactly what just that was. Orwell fan?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Orwell, right. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not too bright. Uh, all right, so this is for uh, Dungeons and Dragons, right? Some sort of D and D product that was like, again, part of an expanded universe.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's for, a, it's for a whole series of role playing games. And uh, Andrew and I uh, have never really done any role playing games, but we want to talk to you about uh, whether whether this rings up any. Happy or painful memories. <laughs> Sorry for the sound quality. It's not gonna be great. The 80s. Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of dungeons and dragons. Grapple against the forces of evil as a Marvel Comic superhero. Hunt adventure and glory as Indiana Jones. <laughs> The all-new role-playing games of TSR and Dungeons & Dragons unleash the power of your imagination.
0: Did you guys unleash the power of your imagination? Of course. Wait, this is 1984. N- Nick, were you born? I wasn't alive yet. Oh my <laughs> goodness gracious! Did you guys it was ever play? My parents' <laughs> imagination, <laughs> right? <laughs> are they available to join us on stage <laughs> they, they today? They're not. Did you guys ever play role-playing games?
1: Yeah, I played D&D. Yeah. I would love to have access to those games though. Like the Indiana Jones. Yeah, well like I think they referenced Doc Ock there that you didn't really see off to the side just for the Marvel characters. I mean they got some licenses for that. And Indiana Jones, that's a perfect example for like a role playing game. If you weren't drawn in by like the whole fantasy realm things that generally takes place in D and D, those would like draw me the Marvel especially would draw me in.
0: Let me ask you a question. Once you get to a certain skill level, like as a dungeon master, the person who's you know drawing up all this stuff, do you even need to buy any products or books anymore? Or can you totally create it from your own imagination?
1: Yeah. It, I mean, that's yeah, the thing yeah. about D&D that I think is kind of hilarious, that if you actually know D&D, you could probably do most of it yourself. Now, if you're like me, I'm never going to remember every single aspect of every single mythological character that they have stats for, and so you need a guidebook. You know, and then you need dice, you know, like a 20 sided die of some kind. But for the most part, it's really like a, a Dungeons and Dragons game is really made by good writers. Mm-hmm. If you have a dungeon master that knows how to plot, especially plot around you throwing the game into chaos half the time, that's what really makes the game. So, really, the, the key and core ingredients in this game that makes it, I think, better than any other game is the people. It really depends upon the people that are playing.
2: Yeah, I realize the last thing I should be doing is plugging a, yet another podcast from someone who's not up here, but uh, I have never played D and D or any role-playing game. But I got super into the Adventure Zone, which is like oh yeah, uh, it's a it's a D and D podcast by the McElroy brothers, and they uh, they played like the the season of the sh- of the show was they played Dungeons and Dragons every week. And they told you, like, what the roles were and what happened. And it was so fun. It was so narratively interesting. And we we with their dad. Go, yeah, with their dad. <laughs> we we not like have to go that word. far,
1: too, because we have... Um, Critical Role is another one. Critical Role. That's been on North... We've had Critical Role in Northwest Nerd. But Deborah Ann Wool, who's a guest here at the convention, has uh, Relics and Rarities, which is a very particular take on Dungeons & Dragons where she brings in, you know, notable people and they play, like, a Dungeons & Dragons out of this kind of curiosity shop of sorts. Is another really fun um, way to watch it. It's on video. So it's oh,
2: like, cool. Yeah. What's, the ta- what's that called again?
1: Relics and Rarities. Relics and if rarity. I'm getting that wrong, someone can scream at me, but I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> the name. No one's screaming, I just see heads okay. shaking. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, let's go on. I think this
0: might be the last commercial for this segment. Um, And this is for... I mean, Dyer, this was your idea to include this one. I mean, I don't know how well it fits our theme, but I couldn't not play this. Because I think this is... Problematic, and I remember this from my youth. Wow. This Who's is the one an, taking yeah. shots at other podcasts now. <laughs> this is for uh, sh- for an actual toy called Spy Tech that I had completely forgotten about until you played this for us. And Veeves, do you want to play So This is a um, a set of toys that you could buy so that you could essentially spy on your neighbors. Like, watch this commercial. And answer the question is kid. this sending the best message to children in the 80s <laughs> so I'm gonna play on this
2: Tech. case 101 the whistlers made his move
0: use your spytech binoculars to keep him in sight
1: he's coming your way
0: the spytech intruder
3: alert detects his movement he's you've lost him set up the spytech long range microphone you can hear the smallest sounds like they were right up close you've got him now
1: they have spy tech.
3: They know
0: spy tech. High tech equipment know. that works. Each sold separately. New from Tyco. Like, I remember wanting this really bad yeah. as a kid, but also knowing as a kid that this is Kinda of, I mean this was all used on little sisters, right? And just like spy or older sisters this is, or this is how much.
1: spy tech worked, okay? Because nobody who lived in that scenario actually got spy tech. It was kids out in the suburbs that had nothing else better to do. Or if you're my parents that didn't want to splurge to get the actual microphone, which is what I wanted, yeah. you got like the fingerprint set. So uh-huh. I fingerprinted everybody in my family and, <laughs> and then I would <laughs> I would go around my house and it's like, oh, Uh, It's my dad again. Uh, (laughs) Somebody's been using dad's razor. Exactly, like oh, dad used the doorknob for again. So like, (laughs) but then there was like you just hang out with your friends in the neighborhood and you would basically use these binoculars and shades and sound like sound. uh, I don't know what that thing is called. It's like a, a telescopic.
0: The, the the microphone it's like a shotgun, shotgun mic yeah but yeah.
1: it's like a it's a shotgun mic yeah yeah it, sh- it shoots out and gets like a thing so I found and I I, uh, I don't have my phone on me or else I would have looked it up but there's an AP story from 1990 and there's always been some parental group that likes to you know ruin fun for everybody <laughs> but this in this case it was called like uh, ATV like Accountability TV and they were bringing up a, a petition against uh, Spy Tech because essentially they were like saying, you're weaponizing our children to spy on all the neighbors in the neighborhood. And they particularly pointed out that microphone. And they were pointing out, I was like, yeah, I was in home. And then my neighbor kid knew exactly what I was talking about with my husband over there.
0: Oh, but and that's like, such BS. Though I can tell <laughs> from this commercial that that microphone is garbage. Yes. Like, that's the thing. Like, I know that that, that thing doesn't
3: work. I was able to track a whistler through the were you through the park See, <laughs> Actually, I, I had like the knockoff spy tech and none of it worked yeah.
2: right right it's none it is, of it it's so like, I have to say <laughs> I'm normally not I don't normally come down on the side of this sort of like uh, anti-fun, moralizing <laughs> parent groups. But I agree that this one did sort of try to weaponize our children, and in a, like, I feel like it was sort of eerily prescient too, because we are sort of in a highly surveilled society now. Like, maybe this is why. The, the
1: thing is, it, there's you have another commercial here. That, yeah, you want to yeah. look at the, yeah. the yeah.
0: other and one? And actually, while
1: Genevieve, while you load
0: that, I actually found that original article you were talking about. Dyer. Yeah. Here's a little clip from it. Oh! As a direct quote from that family organization, that I, just happened, that I just happened—I just happened good. to that have was, it here. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is the next SpyTech commercial. This is the
1: one that actually that bothered me the most because, like, that one is like, okay, funny, haha. Was back in the nineties. This one, they these kids dressed up like MacGyver. You you just watch. Just you watch. What you think the it's message like... is? Case one oh nine. A
3: stranger is on your block. With your SpyTech rearview glasses, you've got him in sight. He doesn't know. You leave a message in code. Your partner uses his SpyTech watch to decode
2: it. Is it the movie? That's pretty
3: cool. Where'd he go? Oh, this is. This'll find him. You
0: placed a in oh, an, an the adult spy theater. Get out the black to his Footprints.
3: Cancel the plan. They have spy tech. Spy tech. High
0: tech.
1: tech equipment that works. New from Tyco. First spy all, on
0: strangers. Now they just call it nextdoor.com.
1: The first line <laughs> is there's a stranger on your block. <laughs> Right, you don't know them. I, I want to point out that actor there is actually I forget his name, something Campbell. He uh, the, the bad guy they're following around. He ended up being the therapist on Monk.
3: Really? Yeah. So I love Monk. Shout out Deep to Monk there. Pull. Dang.
1: Yeah. Sorry, that's how nerdy yeah. I am. That that's took me awesome. all night before I can go to sleep, and I was like, yeah, Monk. That's where you got um, it from. Also, did they foil an actual crime? He, he like he yeah, both of those. Something. Yeah, There's both a, of those.
0: They call off crimes yeah. at the
1: end. We don't know what they are, but uh, just by them watching. Whoever it is, there's another one where they go to the zoo and they actually place a tracker. It's another part of the parents that were not. You could actually place a tracker on somebody and then use something oh to track, God. like a little beeper thing. Um, and they they foiled the zookeepers' plans. They they never say what they're doing, but <laughs> at, at the end animals. of it, they're all like, "We're being watched. We better behave." We would have gotten away with it too. Yeah. Oh all
0: God. right, let's wrap up Please. that part of the uh, segment there. Unless you had anything to say, did I jump on you.
2: No, it's fine. I'm just like I'm just appalled by the by the what is presented as the ideal scenario for these toys. They're really terrible.
0: All right, uh, you guys ready for some quiz? I'm up for it. Oh, it quiz Wait, what are quiz. we calling it again, Nick? It, it it segment, Nick? it quiz what it quiz? Compliments of one Nick. Favorite segment, it quiz what a quiz. Nick Jaran. All right, Dyer. I know nothing about this quiz other than you said it might be the best thing in the world or the worst thing so in the world. So we've had
1: quizzes on Northwest Nerd. That's our theme music there, by the way, by a local band called the Hoot Hoots that I love giving shout-outs to. Um, I've done quizzes where I have made them too hard or obscure, and we just never aired them unless we want to make fun of ourselves. Uh, and so we did. We eventually aired those. And then I've made ones where like Nick's like, dude, seriously, uh, At least try so this is gonna have a little bit of uh something from the left field too because i don't i've never quizzed you guys i don't know exactly where you know the proper medium is for these questions so we're gonna kind of we're gonna learn together i have you just will you angle that like a little bit more thank you okay are you trying not to cheat nick i'm trying not to cheat nice i have nine questions and they span stuff from Northwest Nerd. They span stuff from, like, advertising and uh, slogans and things like that. Um, and together we will... And I have hints for each one if we need to. How this will work is whoever answers first. Oh. So you, like, raise their hands. They get an answer. Oh, we're doing raise... Don't shout it out, but, like, raise our hand. Ra- raise your hand. Okay. I have a feeling a bunch of people here are going to know exactly what the answers are, so just don't help them out <laughs> in any way. Or
0: help us out.
1: Yeah. That's Um, another option. Maybe if you guys want to do like a shout-out at the end, like, I can't decide, then you'll see what the audience thinks. I might allow that, because there's some multiple choice here. Um, And I have hints for each of these if you guys need them. Um, And then I will tally up the scores, and we're done. All right. Great, let's do it. Let's do this.
0: Should we play a little bit of quiz music? Do you want some quiz music underneath? Yeah. Ooh.
1: So we watched a commercial for that Chef Boy R.D., and we introed that with the great Ramones playing that Spider-Man theme song. In the 80s, during the same time, the Ramones also wrote an original song for another pop culture work. It was a movie. They wrote an original song for a movie. Can you name that song? Go. Nick had his hand all I right. did it.
3: I wasn't sure if I was allowed to raise my hand before you were done I asking I'll the question? I'll say go. Okay, cool. I'm going to cede c- 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 this one to Andrew then. Okay. I raised it I No, no, no. I think, you g-
0: no, no. I, I think the rule, uh, we didn't talk about this. Uh, <laughs> I think the rule should be like, as soon as you think you know, you can raise your hand. So if Nick did okay. it okay, first, cool. I, w- I, would, I would cede it to Nick. Okay. Is it rock and roll high school? No, That's what I was going to say, because they oh. did do Rock and Roll okay. High School. That was their yeah. movie. I do
1: believe they included it. That's not what I was going for. Um, I might give you points on that anyway. but take the points. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I... any, any further guesses for the movie? I'll make one movie? guess, but I know I'm wrong. Was it Archie's or Archie-related? No. Okay, um, Genevieve, you're still out there, so I'm going to give the hint.
2: Yeah, I'll take the hint.
1: Movie based on a Stephen King novel.
2: Oh, oh I know. Dang it. Did I
0: already use up all my... All my chances. Yeah.
2: Let me think about this. All right. It's a Stephen King novel, and it's the Ramones, and it's the 80s.
0: Mm-hmm. I, can I give Genevieve the next hint if she wants one? <laughs> go for so it. Stupid. it. They don't come back, right?
2: Oh, Pet Cemetery. There you go.
0: Is that they right? Did a right
2: Pet right. Cemetery nice. song. Boy, I wish you did. Yes, they did, we, yes, they we did we the, the, the
0: end credits for Pet
1: Cemetery. Yeah.
0: No
2: kidding.
1: Remember All that right. now. All right. Number two. Watch the Geico Gecko commercial. When I'm going to give you uh, four years. Name the correct year that aired the very first talking Geico Gecko commercial. We're going to start with 1999, 2001, 2003, or 2005. Nick, I'm going to say 99. That is correct.
2: That Geico's uh, been around forever. Do you know who for- first voiced? Oh, that's the-
1: my bonus question. <laughs> <laughs> I do, the, do you want to answer the bonus question? Who was the voice? Can we say it at the same time? Because I also know. <laughs> wow. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer.
2: That's really?
0: It. Yeah. The he was original. briefly the Gecko. I think he did the first commercial, and maybe after that they got rid of him. Yeah. Yep.
2: yeah there was
0: Seems one way other way too actor. like low and gravelly for a Gecko.
2: And he wasn't even English. Yeah. Huh. Or whatever the Gecko is.
1: Cockney. I think it's Cockney. Uh, number three. I am going to uh, give you five slogans for McDonald's, which have been used over the years. One of these is fake. I want you to point out the imposter. I like this question already. These are used for McDonald's. Let's eat out. It's good. (laughs) You deserve a break today. Food, folks, and fun. What you want is what you get.
2: Wait.
1: All right, Andrew, hands up. Um, it's good. Yeah, that's correct. Apparently didn't fool it's you too much. <laughs> what, is that, so I'm right? You are correct. So myself, it sure it the was, the was the one was
2: that was so obviously untrue.
1: Right. <laughs> I'm not a good liar is what they're saying. Wow. All right. I think uh, Genevieve was making a comment on the state of me. Wait, McConnell so like too. food, folks, and fun is I I a real I remember one? that one. Food, fo- yeah, it was when computers yeah. became a thing and there was like... <laughs> You could see like Hamburglar in a weird computer game, and it that was, was the fun. That, yeah, it was food And then there was like a—it wasn't a rap, but it wasn't far off of it. Of like uh, Ronald McDonald doing like a dance of food, folks and fun, and food. And it was, and hmm. kids were dancing with them. Anyway,
0: <laughs> David Lynch directed a lot much.
1: of interesting commercials. <laughs> Number four, we didn't do a Superman commercial. No, we didn't. We had
0: one Superman commercial that we almost played which was for Superman peanut butter. Honestly, does anybody remember or have they eaten Superman peanut butter before? I didn't no. even know that was a
1: thing.
2: It was no. it was super
1: Well, moving on, Uh, fourth question is here about Superman. Um, We've talked about Superman quite a bit on the show, so a lot of this information has kind of come up before, especially for true Superman fans. A very common theme in Superman films, and frankly a lot of Superman storylines, is the Christ figure illusion. If you look for it, it's always there. Here's the thing. Superman was not initially based on the Christ figure illusion. There's another biblical character that Superman was based on. Can you name that character? Mm. Uh, Nick's got his hand up. Uh, Moses. It was Moses.
2: What? What? Yeah. How?
1: Why? I mean, He's really from another culture. Sent down the river to another, uh, party, and then he grows up with them. Yeah.
2: My guess well. was gonna be Samson.
1: Oh, that would make sense, yeah, pretty would All good. I
0: could think of was Job, and I can't think of anybody less superman than Job. <laughs> so I didn't
1: buzz in, if anybody's curious about my thought process. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. I have five celebrities for question number five. I They are all from Washington except for one. Can you name me which of these following celebrities are not actually from Washington State? And I'm going to clarify. When I mean from Washington State, I mean... Grew up here, went to school here. Maybe they were born somewhere else and the parents brought them when they were two or something like that from Washington State. All right. So we're going to go off. One is Chris Pratt, Adam West, Kyle McLaughlin, Matt Groening, and Anna Ferris. I'll raise my hand. Andrew. Uh, Matt Groening. That is correct. All right. Matt Groening is from Portland, Oregon. Oh shoot! I thought you said Northwest. No, Washington State. Nah, that's all funny. right. <laughs> Everybody else, yeah. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin's from Yakima, Adam West from Walla Walla, Anna Ferris Edmonds, and Chris Pratt Lake Stevens. The right. important thing is I'm winning, right? <laughs> I should probably put down your point. Yes, I you would are question winning. the you. importance of yes. that, but yes, you are winning. <laughs> okay. Uh, another guest that we've mentioned here, Lee Pace. He a guest here at Ace this year, um, plays Ronan in the MCU. Uh, he's in a show that I loved called um, Pushing Daisies, for anybody that actually remembers that. Oh, that
2: was him. I do remember that. Cool. Yeah, I didn't realize
1: that. Um, more recently, though, he has played the main character in a movie based on a true story. So here's a question. This story took place in the 70s and 80s. It is about an iconic car... With the same name as the main character that he plays, can you name that car or the main character? Iconic car from the '80s that Lee Pace starred as. Is it a real car? A real car, true story, and I have a hint. So it can't be Knight
0: Rider. <laughs> was Knight Rider a true story? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're saying
3: no
1: I don't to that. In so mind no. It is. Okay. Yeah.
3: Also, Knight Rider wasn't the car. <laughs> I know. It was Kit. <laughs>
1: You cool it on that buzzer. All right, here's a hint. We've covered this story on Northwest Nerd, and it involves a highly publicized FBI drug controversy.
2: This is a this is a movie about a car that is also a man, that is also a drug. You know, like people this. in
3: the crowd who are all disappointed that we don't know this. Is <laughs> it b-
1: Bumblebee? No. All right, no, no. This
2: is not a guy is that turns worse? into a car.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they share a name together. Okay. The
2: only car name I can think of that is also a movie and a guy name is Tucker.
1: All right, I'm going to call this one as a fail on my part. I'm going to throw this out here. Here's all my hints. I mean, other people know it. Time machine car comp This car company is still alive today in one form or another. It went under in the 80s, but there is a dealership oh, for DeLorean. this car- DeLorean. There you DeLorean go. All right. DeLorean. There, all right. Now let me Did you say that you
0: guys had already talked about that on Northwest Nerd? Uh,
1: the Northwest is home to a very uh, significant cluster of DeLorean owners. There's a club out here. We have our own dealership in Bellevue and yeah, we covered that.
2: I remember my Northwest sister so my sister got to ride in the DeLorean parade for the uh Emerald City Comic Con a That's couple of right. years ago. That's yeah. right. It was a
0: big deal. I mean, I think what I was getting at there though is Nick, do you listen to your podcast? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> Definitely.
1: <laughs> okay. How many more questions to do I we have. can't three hold that much more questions in my brain. Two more questions? Three. I feel like this okay. is more my questions.
2: I'm gonna come back strong. I don't okay. think I have any points on the board.
1: It's okay. Actually, yeah, we're pretty even and even here. All right. So we're gonna talk about another guest at the con this year, Deborah Enwall. Um she was in True Blood. Uh, she's in a range of Marvel Netflix shows as Karen Page. Now recently she auctioned off a Funko Pop to raise money for the nonprofit Fight Blindness. It was signed by herself, Charlie Cox, Elodie Young, and Rosario Dawson. Can you tell me what Marvel character was this pop? And a hint for that is the actors that I just told you. Nick.
2: Thank God, Nick, because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Daredevil. Oh.
1: Daredevil. Daredevil? Yes. Cool. What is it? Daredevil. Daredevil.
3: Daredevil is also blind, and they were all in the Netflix show Daredevil together. Gotcha. Her
1: her husband also uh, suffers from a certain type of degenerative disease that she raises money for as well. They've been very vocal about it.
3: How do you guys feel about Daredevil, the TV show? I like it. Yeah. For some reason, I heard you start with the D, and I thought you were going to ask me about degenerative disease, and I was like, "Do not have a take on that." I think no, we should. I well, think they're
0: bad. Yeah, literally. I think we should fight for a cure. Uh, yeah, no, I, the, the Daredevil got a lot of a uh, lot of good buzz, right? And I uh, I had
1: trouble getting into it myself. And Personally, I wasn't sure. I reason I one like it, is good. It starts high and it kind of takes a dip for me, but it ends out really strong. Gotcha. Is it, does
2: it? Um, is it compare favorably to the Ben Affleck movie? Is that why it's like pretty palatable? Because the movie was so uh, bad. That's
1: that's some tough competition. <laughs> it's much better than the Ben Affleck one. Yeah. All right. He's not on. here, right? Ben? Ben is that you? <laughs> Two more questions. It's been a while. <laughs> this one I'm hoping somebody will get. The Funko Funkast was just on this stage just a couple of hour go, uh, hours ago. Uh, Funko is from Everett, local company. They are a nostalgic toy company founded in 1998. And they first started out making bobbleheads of this classic burger joint mascot. Hmm. What was that mascot? It's a classic burger joint bobblehead.
0: Um, uh, Raised hand? Yes. Uh, Big Mac.
1: No. Mm. It's close, yes. I don't think it's this, but is it Ronald McDonald? No. Do Do you want the hints? I want the hint. The founder's name was Bob Wyan. She knows. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> somebody of, out there knows.
0: Who's the a Funko fan? Come on. <laughs> no. Is it the Burger, Burger King? King? No. No? The I Burger hate King. to buzz somebody I don't know,
1: but you <laughs> gotta right. get a buzz. Do it. <laughs> Finally, I've stumped somebody. Fin- oh, wait, this guy right here. Big Boy. Big Boy it was. Oh,
2: right. kind of going there.
1: That's an obvious one for a bobblehead. I see it. All right. That's nice. All right. I'm still winning. Um, What is the final question? Final question. I'm going to name you some movies here. Point Break, Goonies, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, and Kindergarten Cop. What do all these movies have in common, Nick? They all
3: uh, are in Astoria, Oregon. Yes.
1: Oh. All of these films, well, at least in, they were all filmed in part in Astoria, Oregon, I should say. The final yeah, yeah. scene in Point Break is Astoria, <laughs> Oregon. I thought for sure that they all reveal the secret of the slime. Isn't that what,
0: uh, <laughs> what is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It's the yeah, secret of the ooze. Oh, the it secret of the ooze oh, it's it was ooze, number two. You're right. Are you saying yeah. ooze or booze? <laughs> I was saying booze. All right, so uh, do you have you actually been keeping a tally over there? I have been keeping a so. tally.
1: Uh, I might have been favorable to my own podcast. Oh, my gosh. Our winner, Nick Jaren. Are you serious? Oh, my gosh. How did that point. happen? Astoria. Wow. Yeah. wow. Congratulations, Nick. I'd really like to audit that. Thank you.
3: You can sell anything.
0: All right, that's all the time we have for uh, today. Is there anything anything. that you guys want to promote? Like maybe your
3: podcast, Northwest Nerd. Oh, I love to promote my podcast, Northwest Nerd. We're on all of the, uh, the podcast platforms. Just search for NW Nerd Podcast, and you'll see the, the logo. It's super easy to find. Uh, we're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We post a bunch of nerdy stuff over there as well. We do our stuff by seasons, and we actually just wrapped up season three, so there's tons of content there for you to listen to. And then uh, we have some special stuff going on throughout the summer as well. All right. Awesome. And again, that's Nick Jarn and Dyer
0: Oxley. Genevieve has and I uh, host After These Messages, which comes out every Tuesday. We look at TV commercials and uh, anything else that we should say? Oh, I guess we have a new slogan that you're very proud of that I did not mention at the top of the show.
2: We got hot takes on commercial breaks. That's
0: that's what we got. (laughs)
2: Check us out. We're on any uh, any podcast platform. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. Uh, It's a really fun group. After These Messages is the public group there. And if you are uh, in the mood to do email, you can email us after these messages show at gmail. And uh, you can tell we're the older half of the table since there's like a lot less social media savvy. Yeah,
3: right. Well, email us or uh, call us using
2: us on one 800 well, There's
3: just a lot less <laughs> thirst on that side of the table.
0: Right. like, please follow us. Send vomit. us a letter a in the mail. Right. Yes, PO box. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody for sticking around for the silliness. Um, thanks to Alex Ray uh, and everyone at ACE for having us here. Um, Judson, Dan. Aaron, thanks guys for doing all the technical stuff and uh we'll see the rest of you guys on the internet.
1: But I feel lucky. Extreme home makeover couldn't touch me. Backyards, kittens,
3: puppies, four oh one Ks, Babos, yuppies,
2: yeah.